did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels cross When you kiss your little baby You kiss the face of God Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? The blind will see The deaf will hear The dead will live again the lame will lead, the quiet will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know? Merry Christmas, happy Sunday morning. It is so good to be with you. Uh, if you're hearing this, the weather did not turn out so well, and uh, we decided to do an online service this morning. Hope everyone's safe, hope everyone's healthy. I've heard a, a few prayers, prayer requests going out for Brother Terry and Sister Bernetta and a few others. Just remember all them. Continue to remember my cousin Brian. Um, he did get to come home this week, so hopefully that's a move in the, a good direction. Um, just remember all the families out there that are struggling this holiday season, uh, those that may not have had a, a happy home to come to, like Sister Lindsay asked for last week. Um, just remember all those as you pray, and just, just continue showing that love of Christ everywhere you go. Um, just out this week and just seeing people, and it seems like there's, you know, most people are, are in a really good mood. Even Amanda was saying that at work. They had some, some folks coming in. She's like, everybody's just been nice this week. And we should be like that all the time. It shouldn't just be Christmas season because we have so much to be thankful for. Um, so this morning we want to read just familiar scripture from uh, Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story. It's typically where we, we go this time of year. And it goes right along with the last few messages that we've been preaching about Christmas. <clears throat> Luke chapter 2, starting at the first verse. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. 
And the taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and glory of the Lord shone around about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel of a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all all they... that heard it wandered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, and it was told unto them. So that's familiar scripture that we hear this time of year. Hopefully everyone was able to to go through some of that this morning or sometime this past week. Just reading and, and remembering what, what Jesus did for us, what God did for us, sending His only begotten Son to the earth to die for our sins. And if we had a thought this morning, it would be the greatest gift. You know, as many as you woke up this morning and you know, all the kids I'm sure were anticipating, you know, Santa coming and dropping off presents and Things in their stockings. You know, I know when I was a kid, I couldn't sleep. Just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally you could get up on Christmas morning and go down and just make an absolute mess, tearing presents apart. And hopefully getting everything that you, you, would, you know, wanted or asked for or hoped for. But this morning, just, just kind of want to take that thought for a few minutes and follow the Lord. The greatest gift. So think about, you know, the the best present you've ever received. Could have been years ago, could have been this morning. You know, I I always loved, I think the the couple that I remember the most was, you know, and this was back in the day when, you know, electronics weren't the way they were today. My parents got me a a TV and several years before that was a bicycle. And those, those were pretty good presents. And just as, you know, I get older, there's... There's presents that the kids and the grandkids give, and uh, there's just been some really good ones. But take that best present you've ever received and compare it to Christ. And you'll see just how much more you have in Christ Jesus this Christmas season. As we preach through Hebrews, the writer there said, Jesus is better. 
Better than anything. Better than angels. Better than the prophets. Better than the Old Testament law. The best high priest you could ask for. And this morning, he's the greatest gift you could ever get during Christmas season. You might say, why is he the greatest gift? Well, there's so many things we could get into. So many things we've covered the last few weeks. God became flesh. God sent his self through Jesus Christ as a little baby to redeem us of our sins. Like we've mentioned so many times, there was this great gulf that sin created between us and a loving God. And he couldn't see our sins. We couldn't come to him. That's why they did the whole thing they did in the Old Testament where one person one time a year would go and ask for forgiveness through the high priest. They couldn't get to God. They couldn't get to him because of sin. The sin that we all inherited from Adam and Eve so long ago. The Bible plainly says that Adam was not deceived. He chose to sin because he loved Eve so much. He chose to sin. And because of that that ability to choose, we all became sinners. And we know it. We can, we can look in, in the mirror and see how good we are and our good deeds. The best person on earth that thinks they are great, they know deep down there's something missing. There's something wrong inside. They know that they are a bad person. That's why it's so hard to get up here and preach, because I know I'm a bad person. But I also know when I was nine years old that Jesus saved my soul. And he changed all of that. There's still a bad person here. There's still bad Bob Mills that's in the flesh. But there's this Holy Spirit inside of me that I can't even explain that is coming out and helping me grow more and more and more like Christ every day. He redeems us through that sin debt payment. He gives us life and gives it more abundantly. He makes us righteous through his shed blood. Through his shed blood, he makes us right with God. He was that propitiation, that sin debt payment that fulfilled the wrath of God, that allows us now to have a relationship with him through his son. Folks, it doesn't get any better than that. Again, the greatest gift you've ever received, it could have been this morning, is not better than that. Unless you receive salvation this morning. Does not get any better than that. So he paid our sin debt. He came and lived a a perfect, sinless life for 33 and a half years, like we explained. He had to be flesh to make that sin debt payment for us. So God became human. He became a little baby like we were. He had parents that had to, to raise him. Maybe he went to school. You know, he had friends. He was a kid. He was a person, a human, just like us. He had to take on that flesh for that sin debt payment to take effect. Again, to reconcile us back to a loving God. And then, as we all know, he was betrayed by his own Judas with the kiss and the 30 pieces of silver. Christ was betrayed by his own and his own knew him not. They didn't realize he was the son of God. He was beaten, mocked, crown of thorns crammed down on his head. I always think, you know, especially during the Easter time, 
Then putting His hands and feet on the cross and nailing through. I just can't imagine. Every pound. He was thinking about us. Every sweat of blood that dropped. He was thinking about us. He took our place. He he hung there on the cross. And His last words were what? It is finished. The job had been complete. The victory had been won. You know, there's a lot of people in this world that think the devil's winning. Folks, we got a, a, a gospel of good news to spread. Jesus won. And he's still winning today no matter how bad it looks. He's still, he's still winning. In fact, he's won it already. There is nothing that can happen on this earth that can change that. He's already won. He overcome death, hell, and the grave. On that third and appointed morning, that old stone was rolled away. And Jesus came out alive. It wasn't a spirit. It wasn't a ghost. It was Christ and He was alive. And He's alive forevermore. You know, a lot of there was over 500 witnesses that observed Christ after His resurrection. That's a lot of proof. And it all says that in the Bible. Well, how do you know that? Well, because the Bible says it. It's God's infallible word. It's true. You either believe that or you don't believe any of it. But he rose again for our justification. Again, bringing that bond back between us and God. Making it possible for us to have a relationship with the God that created the heavens and the earth. The things seen and the things unseen. I I just get so fired up sometimes because that's absolutely amazing to me because none of us deserved it. None of us deserved him coming and dying in our place. We all deserve to be hanging on that cross. We all deserve to be carrying our cross to, to Calvary. Bearing our sins. We deserve death and hell. But Christ made a way. And it all started... Well, it actually all started... He's, he's always existed. This was always the plan of salvation. Even before the foundation of the world. This plan was in motion because God knew exactly what was going to happen. And his, He sent His only begotten Son into the world to die for our sins. Because He loved us so much. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but that is the greatest gift that I have ever seen, heard of, and received. Nothing else can replace it. Nothing else can get better than that. That is the absolute best. And because of that, because of what Christ did, we are now heirs of God. We are adopted sons and daughters if you have a relationship with Him. If you've experienced that salvation, if you've accepted Him in the free pardon of sin, you are joint heirs with Christ. So what Christ receives, brothers and sisters, every one of us receives. An eternal home in heaven. You know, I love there in the Scripture where it talks about peace and joy. We were living in darkness. The world was in darkness. And Jesus' death, His life and death and resurrection gives us peace with God and gives us joy everlasting. 
Again, nothing else can, can give you that. There's no amount of riches in this world. There's no amount of anything, comforts, whatever, your home, your car. Your 401ks can be gone like that. In fact, it's, it's getting pretty bad. Inflation. It's through the roof, literally. God sent His only begotten Son. And that is the greatest gift of all time. No one can beat that. No one can ever beat that. Joy and peace. You might not be happy. Brothers and sisters, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can have peace no matter what happens. No matter what you go through because He's there with you through the whole thing. No matter how bad it is. And the best part the best part of this gift, like I mentioned a few, a few seconds ago, eternal life. You know, I was thinking about the, the best gift I've ever received, that TV or bicycle or whatever you want to, whatever gift you have. Where is it today? I have no idea where my TV is. I have no idea where the bicycle is. In fact, I really don't remember much about my, my growing up, except for the times I got in trouble. Think about that. Think about the best gift you've ever had. And where is it? Is it on a shelf? Is it in a dresser drawer? Are you still using it? Do you even have it? Do you even know where it is? I'd have to have a man to find it for me. But you know, if you think about that, eternal life. Some positives. Well, eternal life's a positive in itself. But think about this. The greatest gift ever. That gift won't ever get old. That gift will never tarnish. That gift will never get cobwebs on it. That gift will never get dust on it. That, that gift will never get old and worn out. That gift will never get thrown away. That gift will never, brothers and sisters, never need to be replaced. Once saved, always saved. If you're actually truly born again, you cannot lose it. You know why? Because we don't hold it. Because if we held it, we would lose it in five seconds. Probably like the greatest gift you've ever had. It never needs replaced. And like I just said, the best part of it is you can't lose it. You can't lose it. It's forever. The greatest gift of Jesus Christ will never get old, will never tarnish. They can never remove it, like I've said the last few weeks. They can get rid of these Bibles. They can get rid of our churches. They can try to get rid of all Christians. They've done it before. It will never work. It will never work. Christ has already won. It'll never work. No matter what they try, it'll never work. Brothers and sisters, what I'm saying this morning is if you have a relationship with Christ Jesus, if you have a relationship with God, that is the greatest gift you'll ever receive. Don't ever take it for granted. We just had the Lord's Supper not long ago to remember what Christ did for us. And we should remember that every single day of our lives. 
That's why it's, it's, it's so hard sometimes to be a Christian, but it should be so easy. Because we should remember every single day of our lives what Christ did for us. And that should change every one of our decisions. And we still mess up. Don't get me wrong. We all sin and, and come short. But that alone should change our mentality, should change our decisions. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is within us. And if you can go live like the world every other day but Sunday, something's not wrong with that relationship. Or something's not right with that relationship. And you need to examine that. And you need to fall down on your knees and ask for forgiveness. Or you need to be saved. Maybe you weren't actually saved. You just can't live like that. And then one day a week for an hour, come to church, put your nice dress clothes on, and think everything's perfect. It doesn't work that way. Having a relationship with Christ should impact every aspect of our lives. Home, work, whatever. School, it should impact everything. Like I said, that is the greatest gift you'll ever receive. Won't get old, won't tarnish, won't get thrown away, won't have to replace it. God became flesh, paid the sin debt for us, rose again for our justification, and lives at the right hand of the Father. He sits waiting. And one day, coming soon, I really feel we're getting closer and closer. One day he's going to stand up. And he's going to say, time shall be no more. And the Bible says, he's going to come down on a cloud. He's going to call those first that have already died. They're going to join, and we're all going to meet him in the air. In the twinkling of an eye, we'll be changed forevermore. You know, you got all this, this stuff about God. You know, Jesus is going to come back and set up his kingdom here on earth. No, no. He said his kingdom is not of this world. Why would he come back and set up a kingdom on this earth? He's coming on a cloud, brothers and sisters, and he's going to take his bride home. And if you have a relationship with him, you're a part of that. You're a part of that. You've received the greatest gift ever. And if you, haven't, if you don't have that relationship with Christ this morning, as you're listening, looking at your gifts that you've opened already, thinking about, you know, 10 years from now, that gift's going to tarnish or, or grow old, or some gifts are probably already broken at our house, you'll never have to replace it. All you do is have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He came to take away your sins. And He did that in fact. And that he sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. And one day, he's going to come back. He's going to come back and take his bride home. Will you be a part of that this morning? Have you received that greatest gift of all time? If not, I just pray this morning that God touches your heart. Look around at all those presents and find what's missing. And that is Christ Jesus, a relationship with Him. And it's not hard. You don't, you don't have to change your life. He'll change you. You don't have to not do this anymore. He'll change you from the inside out. That Holy Spirit inside you will guide you and help you. He'll never leave you, forsake you. I promise you that, and you will never, ever regret getting the greatest gift of all time. Let us pray. 
Father, we're so thankful for this Christmas morning. We're so thankful for you sending your only begotten Son to come die on a cruel cross of Calvary for our sins, to allow us to have a relationship with you, with your Son, Christ Jesus, who saved us from the wrath that we so much deserved. Father, we are just so thankful for the grace and mercy and the righteousness that you you give to us. You redeemed us. We didn't deserve it, Father, but you loved us anyway. You sent your only begotten son, the greatest gift of all time, to come and die for our sins. And I'm so thankful for that, Lord. I know I don't deserve it. I know we as a church, we don't deserve it. But you loved us. And one of these days, Father, we're going to be with you in heaven. Let us not forget that, Father, this day. Let us not forget what's important. It's not about the Christmas gifts. It's not about everything else going on in this world. It's about a relationship with you. Just be with us. Bring us back, Father, the next appointed time. In Christ's name we pray, and amen.